You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to another episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and thank you for taking a moment with us on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Hopefully, we can bring you a respite from the events going on in our country. Thank you for joining today. And on today's show, it's going to be all basketball the entire day. We're going to kick it off with a little bit of a state of the union with Big Ten Ben over at Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Make sure to check out his show every single day. Ben Stevens absolutely crushes it on the show. If you are a fan of the Big Ten or just want to get a sense for what the competition looks like, Week in and week out from an Iowa Hawkeye perspective, make sure to check out Locked On Big Ten. That being said, we're going to get into a state of the union with Big Ten Ben and then wrap up with a little bit of a, a preview of this upcoming Maryland game and also giving you a little bit of information about how to understand some of these rankings that are coming out so you know where to turn for information on your Iowa Hawkeyes. Let's get into that state of the union, though, right now. When you've looked at the Hawks so far, what have you liked out of what you've seen of the Iowa team so far? Yeah, uh, there's there's a couple things. So I think the resiliency of the team, um, they have found creative ways to win. Uh, no, almost none of their games besides North Carolina and any of the garbage games they played previously before that were perfect. And and I, I think that's important because you're not going to play a perfect game every single time. They've won without Luka Garza doing well. They've won without anyone shooting the ball well. They won a gritty game against Rutgers playing tough and not great, but tough defense and tough offense. Um, so I think that is something that I take pride in is the fact that this team has found multiple ways to win. Now, if they can just turn it all on and keep it going and maybe get – all I'm asking is is two guys to be able to hit three-point shots consistently each game. You would think, given six of our top eight guys can shoot over 35%, that that would be possible. However, we have only had – one guy each game be able to shoot threes for the most part. And then obviously Luka Garza is going to get his, but I, pretty much that's it. I think the team has been very resilient. I think they found ways to win even when they aren't on. I would like to see them on though, a little bit more consistently. So that moves me very well into my next question. The supporting cast for Iowa this year. Luka has been as good as the billing is. He is still one of the, if not the best player in the entire country when it comes to college basketball, averaging 27 and a half points per game. That is second in the country, nine rebounds per contest. But the supporting cast has stepped up at times and then at other times needs to do a little bit more. What have you liked most about what you've seen from the likes of Joe Wieskamp and Jordan Bohannon and CJ Frederick so far this season? Yeah, I think for Jordan Bohannon, it's the fact that he's getting hot now. Um, he struggled a little bit early in the season. If you look back to his 2018 season, is it 2019? What, two years 2018, ago before he had surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was not thinking of the math right. Yes, yeah, so the 2018-2019 season, he also struggled at the beginning of the season. He was popping a lot of three-point shots, not making any of them, and then he got hot. And Jordan Bohannon, when he's hot and confident, is the best shooter in the Big Ten without a doubt, in my personal opinion. And I know that C.J. Frederick has a, a sweeter shot and is probably shooting at a better shooting percentage, but a guy like Jordan Bohannon is not afraid to say, all right, we're down two. We're running down the court. There's two minutes left. I'm just going to pop up this three from five yard or five feet back and drill it every single time. And that's what I love about Jordan Bohannon. He's back on right now. CJ Frederick has a beautiful shot. Um, and, and he's getting more confident in his ability to make those shots and take them whenever he has the ball in his hands. I love his little pump fake one step, you know, one side step and, and shoot thing. Joe Wieskamp, I what's interesting about Joe Wieskamp is the fact that I still feel like he's trying to figure out his place in this offense because 
he is a guy who can take over the game, who can score 30 points at any given time. He can drive the lane. He can shoot threes. He can do basically anything you want on the court, but trying to figure out where he fits into this offense, I still think, and a lot of people probably disagree with that, but I do think there's, he struggles in that aspect of trying to figure out when is his time to take over. And I, it was two games ago. um, I can't remember what, it might've been Northwestern. It might've been Northwestern, maybe Rutgers, but mm-hmm. he was struggling because he, he wasn't shooting the ball well, but he also knew that Iowa needed a spark and he was trying to be that spark. And sometimes when you're that good, you need to realize though, we have other guys and we need, we can get the ball to other guys. Maybe it's not your time, but you can be a facilitator. And that is still a very important part of the game. Another part of that supporting cast has been the young freshman Keegan Murray, who came on very nicely in that Rutgers game, hitting two clutch free throws to seal the deal against the Scarlet Knights this past weekend. As we look at the offense, it has also been what we expected. Third in the country overall in points per game at about 93 per contest. First in the adjusted offense, offensive efficiency rankings coming out of Ken Palm. What have been your impressions of that Iowa offense to start out this year? I mean, let's first start off with how spoiled am I that I'm talking about how this offense hasn't had multiple three-point shooters hitting shots every single game, and yet they still have one of the best offenses in the country. That's how spoiled I am. That's what kind of person you're going to get on Locked on Hawkeyes because I want them to be better every single game. Um, but honestly, the offense has been really good. And, and I think, again, we're finding new ways to win every single game. Luka Garza is going to get his, but sometimes there are going to be cases where the ball is not rolling his way. And then one time, I think it was against the Northwestern, it just wasn't hitting the rim at all very well. I mean, it wasn't even a roll. It was just Luca Garza was just not on in that game. But you see other guys step up, and you're seeing a lot of the younger guys really bring that intensity that can actually get you going with momentum on that offense side of the ball. You talk about Keegan Murray. Um, I have been so impressed with what he's done. He is so phenomenal at getting involved and active, not necessarily with the ball in his hands, but being willing to dive everywhere, stop loose balls, get the rebounds that aren't being grabbed, and hustle for those plays that are not being hustled to by other Iowa Hawkeyes. Keegan Murray has found a way to make an impression on this team and be a very valuable contributor to this point. I would say he is the best guy off the bench at this point in this season. Now to the other side of the floor, the defense was always going to be called under question for this Iowa team. In the last five games, they gave up 99 in the loss to Gonzaga, 55 in the win versus Purdue, 102 in that overtime thriller against Minnesota on Christmas Day, 72 in the win against Northwestern, and then 75 this past Saturday in the win over Rutgers. Are you concerned at all by what you've seen out of Iowa's defense so far? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but (laughs) there we go. That's it. (laughs) That's the quote. Just stop it there. Um, yeah, but that that was expected. The, the best Iowa's best defense is a good offense. They are not going to stop you every single game or almost any game. But that wasn't expected coming into this season. What I do like about the defense, we we have seen spurts where they have done a very good job of being active in the passing lanes, forcing turnovers uh, against. You mentioned Gonzaga. Um, if Iowa can just get better defensive rebounds, Gonzaga might not win that game. But the second chance point, op- the second chance opportunities were just off the wall for Gonzaga, and they were hitting those second chance opportunities. If they don't get those, that's a different ball game. So I think defensive rebounding is a bit of a concern. But overall, defense, I have seen some really impressive flashes. I would just like to see them carry it on for the entire game. I will say this. When Joe Toussaint was injured and Connor McCaffrey was injured as well, we saw Aaron Ullis, we saw Keegan Murray, we saw Tony Perkins, all true freshmen, and they brought some life on the defense side of the ball. Jordan Bohannon, who's probably one of our worst on-ball defenders, if you just had to grade him out, 
if you are just energetic and active on the defense side of the ball, you will at least be an average defender. And Jordan Bohannon has been bringing it. I will give him some credit there. So we have the capabilities. It's just a matter of stringing it together for an entire game and also being willing to make adjustments. There's no reason in hell why a reserve forward should shoot eight of nine from behind the arc for the Minnesota Gophers. I'm still pissed off about that. Fran McCaffrey after that game said, we should make adjustments quicker. We need to do a better job of making adjustments. Everyone watching that game knew the ball was going to him, and somehow we were still trying to trap the guard, Marcus Carr, at the top of the key, and allowing him wide open on the wing. I don't understand how you don't make that adjustment any time before that. But regardless, the defense hasn't been – there's been some lives. There's been some life with that defense, which I'm excited about. Speaking with the host of Locked On Hawkeyes, Andrew Wade, and specifically focusing on Iowa's basketball's defense here so far this season, I guess the better question should be about that defense, at least of what we've seen up until this point. Do you think it is good enough to take Iowa to where they want to go this year, being Big Ten champions and deep into the NCAA tournament? All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break from the State of the Union um, so far with this Iowa Hawkeye team and get into a very important message for you because if you're anything like me you like to put a little bit of extra money in your pocket and the only way to do that is go to betonline.ag there's only one place that has you covered in one place i trust for all my betting needs and that is betonline.ag with the playoff picture in full effect we know what's going to happen this upcoming week the playoffs are here for the nfl we have college basketball in full force and the nba is here and also nhl starts in a week There's only one place to make sure you put a little bit of extra money in your pocket when you bet on these games, and that is betonline.ag, the one place I trust, the one place that has you covered. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and do not forget to use the promo code that we have, especially for you, Locked On. Use that promo code Locked On. You will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That right, go to betonline.ag. Dot ag and use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And if you haven't checked out our latest podcast, you got to go to Locked On Bets. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast wherever you get podcasts at. Let's get back into our show with Big Ten Ben covering the Iowa Hawkeyes up to this point. And then we'll take a break and get into the Maryland preview. It's tough because when you look at and you you got to look at the history of this, right? When you look at NCAA champions, there is a commonality between these champions. And it, you know, offense is usually good, but usually have a solid offense and a solid defense. Both I can't remember the stat. It's like top 25 for both. Their top 20 is usually the NCAA champion. Okay, top 20. Yes. And I was not there. So to me, that's that's a quick concern. But we haven't also seen an offense typically as electric as Iowa's. And I go back to the part where Iowa has shown flashes of being a solid defense. And I do think what I really appreciate about Fran McCaffrey was when they were down, he brought those freshmen in. He was willing to say, you know what? We're not bringing it defensively. We're not bringing it at all. We're not bringing that energy. Let's bring some young guys in there. They got valuable time, and they showed they were willing to step up and play defense. I think at the end of the season, Iowa was going to be able to win the Big Ten simply on offense and being able to play spurts of defense to win an NCAA tournament. You need to be locked in for that many games on the defensive side of the ball to win. And I do believe they have the ability to do so. 
I just don't know. It's just tough to just turn it on, but they have the ability to do so. It's just a matter of, can they string it together for hell? I'll take 30 of the 40 minutes and a solid offense. And I think they can win. I think doing some of my research last year, leading up to March Madness in the Big Ten basketball tournament, obviously no champion crown last year. The stat from Ken Palm is that nine of the last 10 or nine of the last 11 NCAA tournament champions in men's basketball ranked in the top 20, both of offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. Iowa finished last year in adjusted defensive efficiency in the Big Ten, 10th out of 14 teams. So that will need to continuously improve this season. They have another opportunity to do so on the road tonight, as we discussed at the top of our conversation the Hawkeyes visiting Maryland. And as our friends at betonline.ag see it currently, Iowa, just a four and a half point favorite over a Terps team that starts off Big Ten play just one and four. Do you think, being a betting man yourself, Andrew Wade, Iowa covers and wins tonight in College Park? I'm glad you asked that because I already put a hundred bucks on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw that line. And I was like, oh, I'm hopping on that one for sure. Um, I do believe it's going to be a relatively close game, but and that's mostly because you're on the road. But Maryland hasn't really shown me anything that, that that's that impressive. When I look at them, uh, I believe they're one in five in quadrant one wins. Um, five of the, the other five wins have come in quadrant three wins. And I know the net rankings are not uh, to the point where they're supposed to be at this point, right? They're not as reliable yet, but that is important to note. They haven't really, I mean, outside of the Wisconsin game where they brought some energy mm-hmm. against Wisconsin. I don't think Wisconsin was ready for that, but that was the only game where they really looked pretty impressive outside of that. Uh, not overly impressive to me. I do think Iowa's going to run them out of the gym. Maryland plays a pretty slow game. Um, they can shoot the ball well, but where they struggle at defensively is going to really bode well for Iowa. So they struggle defensive rebounding. They struggle offensive rebounding or sorry, they struggle offensive rebounding and Iowa defensively struggles defensive rebounding. So that'll actually bode well for Iowa. I think because they have been getting more active. I do think Iowa's going to win this game and I'm actually saying it's probably by 10 or 11 points, but yeah, I already put a hundred bucks on it. Go Hawks. There you go. hundred bucks on Iowa tonight on the road. Maryland is six and five overall this year. Outside of that Wisconsin win, their first in big 10 play. Only one of their other five wins has come over a team ranked in Ken Palm's top 130 in his efficiency ratings. That win was over old dominion in the turf season opener. So Iowa and Maryland tonight, Wisconsin and Indiana as well. We'll get to that with locked on Badgers, Asher Lowe in just a moment, but this has been the host of locked on Hawkeyes, Andrew Wade telling you put your money and a lot of it on the Iowa Hawkeyes tonight. Andrew, thank you very much. All right, y'all, and that does it for our State of the Union to this point. Coming up on segment number three, we're going to be giving you a preview of Iowa versus Maryland, why Iowa can cover that that betonline.ag spread that we talked about with Ben, and also giving you a little bit of information as to how to understand some of these rankings that are out there today because it can be tough. There's so many rankings. I know it's difficult to keep track of everything and what they mean. Before we get into that, though, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And let me tell you a little story that I've had with rockauto.com. I went to my brick-and-mortar store because I wanted to pick up an engine filter and a cabin air filter because... The car part store or the, the auto dealership said they were going to charge me a significant amount of money. I said, I'm going to do this myself. I went to this brick and mortar store. They were going to charge me $70 for these two parts. I went to rockauto.com instead, quickly found the two things I needed under five minutes, purchased them for under $20, saving me $50 in just five minutes. That's right. Rockauto.com has amazing prices and their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. And like I said, those prices, they're not just low for no reason. They want to keep it the same for performance. 
professionals and for do-it-yourselfers. So why would you spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com and as we talked about, this is a perfect time to tell you about the Locked On Big Ten podcast because Big Ten Ben has you humming every single day, giving you all the news and notes around the Big Ten. If you love the Iowa Hawkeyes and want a little bit more Iowa Hawkeye talk, or if you just love the Big Ten, or do you, if you just want to know about the competition for Iowa, check out Locked On Big Ten, hosted every single day by your man, Big Ten Ben, Ben Stevens, on the hook for Locked On Big Ten. Check it out wherever you download podcasts at Get Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Let's wrap it up, though, with a little bit of an Iowa-Maryland preview taking place tonight. Iowa is taking on Maryland right now. The betonline.ag line is at minus 4.5. So that is good. You know, it's a good line for, for Iowa to probably you know swing in there and, and win you some money at this point. Um, last night, I, ch- I checked it earlier, and it was actually 5 points. So it's dipping a little bit. That over-under is at 154. So make sure to hop on that line if you can. But this is going to be an interesting game. Maryland is not as good as they were last year. And the big reason is they lost lost Anthony Cowan and Jalen Smith both to the NBA. That is a huge loss for a Maryland team. And while on paper... They're 6-5. and five. Those wins have not been all that impressive. While you look at that Wisconsin win, and you're like, wow, what a darn good win. That was it. And I think they really brought the energy there. They really brought the energy against Wisconsin, beating them 70-64 to 64 at home on the 28th. But that was following two losses, one to Indiana and one to Michigan, both by or sorry, the Indiana win was by eight points. The Michigan, or sorry, Indiana losses by eight points. Michigan loss was by 11 points. They beat Wisconsin. They brought a lot of energy at home against Wisconsin. But they followed that up with a couple stinkers. They lose to Purdue 73-70 to on the road. They beat an a, a all-right-to-bad LaSalle team 84-71. to And they lost to Rutgers 74-60 to at home. So what does this mean for Iowa? I think, again, this should be a winnable game. This is a game you have to win on the road when you play a team like Maryland, who is not a top-notch team. So what does this team do well, though? They shoot the three really well. They have multiple guys shooting over 30% from three. Their main guy, their main ball handler and scorer, Aaron Wiggins, I shouldn't say ball handler, their main point scorer and main playmaker Aaron Wiggins six foot six guard shooting 14 of 45 from three as 31 percent it only gets better from there though Erica Erica Ayale Ayale excuse me six foot five point guard 18 of 55 32 percent Dante Scott six foot seven forward 19 of 33 57 percent Hakeem Hart six foot six guard shooting 14 of 36 from behind the perimeter, 38.9. And then Jairus Hamilton, 6'8", 235-pound forward, shooting 15 of 40 from three. So they have multiple guys that can be dangerous from behind the perimeter. We need to be on the lookout for that. A couple things, though, to note about this team is that free throws are not their strength. And so Iowa does a pretty good job of not fouling teams. But if they do, as we saw against Rutgers, it can really harm you if you're not making your free throws, especially when Iowa is making their free throws, and especially when Iowa does such a fantastic job of getting teams in foul trouble. And that actually goes to another point, is the fact that Maryland actually struggles when they get into foul trouble, and mostly because they don't play their players as much. They're 219th in two-foul participation. That means when you get two fouls in the first half, you are likely to be sitting out from that on that team, and excuse me, that's 287th 
on that team. And they're also 219th in going to their bench. So not only do they not want to go to their bench, but when they have foul trouble, they have to go to their bench, but they don't want to do. So that is going to be huge for Iowa, especially with Luka Garza down low. This is a big team, though. Um, Guard-wise, their shortest person is six foot five, So that's a five-inch difference over our Jordan Bohannon. That is a big deal. That is a lot of size to be handling when you're playing that kind of basketball team. But again, not an overall great basketball team they haven't really done and sorry Jordan Bohannon technically six foot one but this is not a great basketball team and a reason why Iowa should win this game I talked about it already but they haven't really beaten anyone when you look at their net ranking and I'm going to talk about what that actually means but Maryland hasn't really done much they are one in five in quadrant one games they're five and oh in quadrant three games and what the net ranking is the goal of it was to really produce a true ranking a sorting system for the selection committee on selection sunday and what it does is allows them to rank teams based off who they played and also based off of where they're playing those teams at so what a quadrant one win is is a home win over a top 30 team a Quadrant one win on a neutral floor is a win over a top 50 team. And on the road, it's a win over a top 75 team. They are adjusting for the fact that road wins are more difficult to come by during a non-pandemic year. Quadrant two, home win 31 to 75, a neutral neutral site 51 to 100 away game, 76 to 135. Quadrant three, this is where Maryland falls into with five of their six wins is beating a team at home that's ranked between 76 and 160, beating a team at a neutral court between 101 and 200, or beating a team on the road ranked between 135 and 240. And then Quadrant 4 is basically 161 and lower for the most part. And Quadrant 4 wins really don't mean much. Quadrant 4 losses do mean a lot. The one thing to note about net ranking, though, is the fact that this does change constantly. So a Quadrant 1 win early in the season could actually be a Quadrant 2 win later on if that team they beat continues to struggle throughout the season. So that's where we're at with net ranking. Maryland currently is 36. So this would actually be a Quadrant 1 win for Iowa going on the road to beat a 36-ranked Maryland team who only has one Quadrant 1 win. Iowa, meanwhile, is 8th in net ranking. They have... They are 1-2 in Quadrant 1, 3-0 in Quadrant 2, and 5-0 and in Quadrant 4. Again, when they're already they're already at one of the top teams in the nation, they have a lot of wins. That's going to help them. And although the net rankings are not as reliable early on in the season, they do become more reliable as they continue to build up data points for the season. But again, Maryland has not really impressed me to this point. The Wisconsin game, I really just felt like Mar or Wisconsin came out very flat. Maryland came out with a lot of energy, and they took advantage of that situation, and good for them for doing so. Where this team struggles as actually defensively. So if there's a time for Iowa to light up a Big Ten opponent outside of Nebraska, it's probably Maryland, who's ranked 85th in defensive adjusted efficiency, according to Kempom. They're 13th in offensive adjusted efficiency, but their adjusted tempo is 299. So they're a slow-playing team who shoots the ball well. Now... What that means for Iowa, they need to be engaged throughout the possession. They need to make sure that they're not allowing someone to get an open shot with two or three seconds remaining on the shot clock. They need to close out possessions consistently and make sure they close out on Maryland's plethora of three-point shooters. This should be a relatively high-scoring game as long as Iowa keeps up a tempo. Where this could be interesting is if Maryland tries to play the Iowa pace of play, and especially with the fact they don't like going to their bench, that could tire them out pretty easily as well if they get into that trap of trying to speed up the game, trying to run the ball a lot, because Iowa does, that is actually going to play in Iowa's 
favor in Iowa's advantage. Right now, Kempom projects this as an 80 to 76 win on the road against Maryland. I think it's going to be higher than that. I don't see how Iowa doesn't come away victorious. There's all these other uh, ancillary items to look at. The fact that Luca Garza was not recruited by Maryland. He has a grudge. Look for Luca Garza to have a big game. Jordan Bohannon is getting hot. We're going to see Joe Wieskamp or CJ Frederick probably play pretty well. The only concern I do have coming into this game or the biggest concern is whether or not Connor McCaffrey can play. And it sounds like they're going to try to let him go. But if he doesn't, that looks like Jack Nungy is probably going to get the start. What does that mean for the bench? It means you're probably going to see a lot more Keegan Murray. If Joe Toussaint is not feeling 100%, you're going to see Aaron Ullis as we did last week against Rutgers. So that'll be interesting to see how that bench holds up. But I do believe Iowa should or could, should, and will beat Maryland by, I would say, double digits on the road against Maryland, despite it being, again, a road game um, going to College Park. Should be a win for Iowa. And I know I talk a lot about Kempom. I wanted to at least give you a quick breakdown of what Kempom is. And basically, the website ranks every single Division One team by adjusted efficiency margin, which is basically the team's adjusted offensive efficiency minus its adjusted defensive efficiency. Basically, with offensive and defensive efficiency, it is the team's points scored or conceded per 100 possessions in order to adjust for the fact that teams play at different paces. The other thing it also accounts for is scheduling, opponent quality, and game location. It's a way to account for not all college basketball teams playing one another um, when you look at adjusted efficiency. You don't want a team like... And I don't want to pick on Drake because they've been fantastic, but Drake has been phenomenal, but they haven't been playing as good a team. So their adjusted efficiency isn't going to be as high as in Iowa. So again, this is how Kempom ranks these teams. That is one of the that is probably the most logical place for people to go for advanced analytics. That's where I turn to a lot when I'm trying to do some research on these teams that I haven't seen as much. But that is what Kempom is. That is what the net ranking is. And that is my take on this Iowa versus Maryland basketball game that I'm really excited to watch tonight as Iowa goes on the road to get another Big Ten win. Let me know what your thoughts are. At, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I do appreciate you all tuning in. I know, again, it's an interesting time in the nation, but I appreciate you tuning in for a respite from all the events that's currently happening. Um, have, a, have a safe day out there. Have, have a good day out there. And as always, let's go Hawks.